Hi, welcome to the State of the, our Workforce, Where Are We Now? Where we go beyond the Department of Labor jobs numbers and explore issues at the forefront of workforce development. I'm Amanda Cage, the CEO of the National Fund for Workforce Solutions. We are excited to be streaming on LinkedIn again this month. To everyone joining us today, thank you for being here and welcome. Today, we'll be talking with Bashara Addison, the Director of Job Preparation at the Fund for, Economic, for Our Economic Future. Bashara leads the National Fund's Workforce Collaborative in Cleveland, Ohio. Hi, Bashara. Hi, and thank you so much for having me here today. I love being a part of the National Fund community. So um, while most of the coverage surrounding the recent jobs reports emphasize positive growth, which is incredibly important, largely missing from the conversation has been that the unemployment rate for Black women has ticked up from January to February. And throughout much of the pandemic, Black women's unemployment has been significantly higher than other women. Today, we wanna to talk a little bit about childcare and employment for Black women. And we know, Bashar, that Black women get hit on both ends of this equation. Like all other workers, we are workers who need childcare. Um, but the other piece is that Black women tend to be providers of childcare, tend to be overrepresented in this industry. Um, I just wanna start by asking you, why does the Fund for Economic Future care about this issue? Well, um, as the Fund for Economic Future, I will tell you that we get a lot of questions lately on where are the workers? Um, and so one of the things we decided to do this year is embark on a multi-part analysis that really tries to get at and understand where are the workers. Um, this multi-part analysis includes a national scan of existing research, employer surveys, and subsequent roundtables across Northeast Ohio, as, where, as well as surveys for working age adults in Northeast Ohio, and those will be followed by additional focus groups. And as we get information, we're pushing it out. Right now, we've done the national scan, we've done some employer surveys, and we're actually in the stage where we're doing roundtables with employers, as well as conducting um, surveys with working age adults in Northeast Ohio. Later this year, we will be doing additional focus groups with working age adults and community partners. So based on all of your information gathering, and that's unbelievably thorough, um, where are the workers? That is an excellent question. Um, and one thing that I will say is that uh, we, you'll see the headlines a lot about there's a labor shortage. And we do know that we are faced with a challenge of both an interest mismatch, a skills mismatch. That doesn't mean people don't have skills. They just may not have the skills employers are demanding and that people are working differently. But also for those that are still willing to work in traditional employment, uh, so like we're separating that out from like the gig economy, um, our national scan found, um, and this was a scan that where the fund st uh, staff came together and we kind of came up with 12 hypotheses. And of the 12, there's two that are really important for this discussion. And one was that school closures and the lack of childcare has prevented parents, particularly mothers, from working during the pandemic. We found it to be a moderate factor and there's significant evidence to say so. 
And then the second um, hypothesis that is relevant for this discussion is that the employment status um, for people of color was disproportionately impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. It's a significant factor and there's significant evidence. Um, and we do have a landing page where we you can go through the rest of the hypotheses, but these two seem to really impact the ability of individuals to return to work uh, during this recovery. So one of the questions that, you know, we we keep talking about the sort of COVID's um, impact on workers. And I, I will say as a, um, as a uh, parent, even at my daughter's school, we kind of think that the COVID pandemic is wrapping down. Just at our school yesterday, they had another COVID case, which means like a third of the class needs to quarantine. And for many workers, um, if you have to stay home with your kid, no, you know, no work means no pay. Uh, so we know that childcare is such a critical issue. What do you think is happening with childcare in Northeast Ohio? Well, I can tell you that during the pandemic, um, we saw at least in Cuyahoga County, which uh, city of Cleveland sits in Cuyahoga County, um, 129 childcare centers closed between May 2020 and May 2021. So that means the number of available seats for children to be in while their parents are at work is significantly declining. We also know that between uh, 2019 and 2020, enrollment in childcare dropped uh, for, by more than 43% for kids uh, zero to five. And that what that suggests to me is that parents were either less likely or concerned about putting their children in childcare because of the pandemic, or there was an availability issue. And then we also saw a significant decline in capacity where nearly 40% um, of the number of available seats uh, was decreased in both childcare centers and home-based care. And so the overall takeaway is that the availability of childcare is really important. And it's significant for this discussion because Black um, and Latinx women are largely concentrated, or there's a disproportionate share of us working in sectors that did not shut down during the pandemic. Yeah. So we are working in long-term care, healthcare. Uh, think about uh, some of the hospitality sector. There's sectors that did not shut down where there's a large concentration of us mm -hmm. as Black women, yet the capacity to serve your children was significantly decreased. I do want to talk about this closing of, what was it, 129 centers that closed? Um, we, we, we think about businesses closing, but we don't think about childcare centers as businesses and uh, who operates those businesses and what it means for those communities in terms of economic development and Black women as childcare workers and entrepreneurs in that sector. Can you talk a little bit about that and what that has looked like in your area? That is such an excellent point. Uh, something I will say um, is that in the city of Cleveland, uh, a large share of childcare seats are actually in um, home-based childcare providers. Mm -hmm. And it just turns out that 96% of home-based childcare owners in the city of Cleveland are Black and Latinx women, 96%. So when we think about um, who is taking care of our children in the city of Cleveland and also um, where entrepreneurship lies for Black and Latinx women, you mm -hmm. can't think about recovery without thinking about home-based childcare owners because such a large share of them are Black and Latinx women. 
Um, so what do you think we should do if we want to support Black women? What should we be thinking about in terms of this recovery? There's a couple of things. Um, one, in order to increase capacity and return to work, we have to think about childcare owners, uh, particularly of home-based care, as not just early learning educators, but also as entrepreneurs and community developers. Uh, these are women who are starting their own businesses, and they are also women that are retrofitting their homes to meet uh, state and city standards to create safe environments for children. Um, and so when you are retrofitting your home, you're changing the landscape of your neighborhood. And so these women are not just uh, individuals who are uh, taking care of kids during a set period of time. They are making sure that kids are ready to learn before pre-K. They are um, improving the real estate in their neighborhood and their community block. And they're also um, having to navigate uh, both uh, government reimbursement for childcare, particularly publicly funded childcare. They're also um, employers themselves because they employ individuals to help support the children in their homes. And then at the same time, um, they're having to deal with all the same other issues that other small business owners have as well. Um, as you can see, this is a very complex issue. And thank you, Bashara, for bringing the complexity to light. I was so happy to have this conversation with you today. Um, so thank you for being here and thank you for uh, talking about this really important issue. Um, thank you everybody who uh, joined us today. Uh, be sure to join us again next month where we will have um, our monthly State of the Workforce event. Um, to see what the next broadcast is, please visit our website, nationalfund.org. Thank you very much. Thank you.